When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Thursday, and the NFL schedule comes out later today, but we're not going to talk about that quite yet. We're going to save that for Friday uh, once everything's dropped. Once everything drops uh, later tonight at 8 p.m., um, but we're going to talk about something, or I should say someone else, and who else would it be? Joe Burrow. It's Thursday. It's I guess we could call it Burrow Day at this point uh, in terms of the Strictly Stripes podcast world. Um, so that one's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And this is going to be a lot of fun as we talk more about his contract and uh, what that means with all the other deals going on around the league. Welcome to another Thursday edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nizak here with you uh, to get your day started. And before we get your day started, we want to remind you guys to sign up for our Cincinnati Football Insider subtext service. Uh, it's the Cool Kids Club, as I've been saying for many, many days and weeks on this podcast, but I've said enough. I want to give the floor to Mike because, Mike, um, I think you truthfully have been the most engaged out of all three of us on subtext. You know, your boy's got to step his game up a little bit, but, you know, why is Cincinnati Football Insider so awesome, and what are fans missing out on with, you know, our subtext service? Well, it's a direct line to, to us and to try to, you know, have conversations about all the different uh, breaking news or topics on their mind that could pitch ideas uh, for this podcast or for, for stories. You know, we've asked them questions uh, to help out in different things. And um, I, I think it's a it's a fun, like I said, direct way to sort of talk Bengals um, and, and, and have your kind of opinions heard um, by our whole team. So, yeah, it's, it's fun to kind of sort of. Uh, get involved and, and, and easy and, and easy to sign up. And like you said, it's really easy to sign up. Go to cleveland.com slash Bengals. Click on the blue banner top of the page. It'll direct you to type in your phone number so you can go, you can start getting text messages from us. Four ninety nine a month to start, but you get a two-week free trial, and you can text stop anytime to the number uh, that you text to be a part of the line. So, again, cleveland.com slash Bengals. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we can't wait for you to join our growing subscriber base. All right, so jumping into things, guys, I just realized, other than maybe a brief mention, we haven't really talked about Lamar Jackson's contract and what it means for Joe Burrow, which makes sense because, you know, we were so busy with the draft, and Lamar got his deal done literally hours before the first round of the NFL draft kicked off. But I wanted to kind of save this conversation once we got through a lot of the draft conversations and you know, roster questions that we've had, and, you know, we're still going to have, but, you know, want to kind of sort of pause and turn back to this because obviously Joe Burrow's contract situation is not going anywhere. So obviously uh, just looking at Lamar's deal to, you know, refresh others, it's a five-year deal, $260 million total. He got $185 million guaranteed. 135 of it was guaranteed at signing. So that makes him the richest player in the league, 52 mil per year, which is higher than what uh, Jalen Hurts got. Jalen Hurts got with his deal, I think, about a week or two weeks sometime before that. So I think we can all agree that that's pretty much like the $52 million a year is a good baseline for what Burrow's going to get. But when you look at Lamar's deal uh, and everything I just kind of laid out there, what do you look at from his deal and say, okay, based on this deal, 
and maybe even based on Jalen Hurts' deal, X, Y, or Z is applicable to Joe Burrow's future contract. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that has really kind of been unique to me is is kind of how these things are structured. Obviously, you know, it, it, it takes a while to kind of, uh, you know, dissect how these things are, are done. Um, you know, like in, in 2023 and in 2024, uh, Lamar is only going to make, um, you know, 22 and 22 and change against the cap and then 32.4 against the cap uh, over the next two years. Uh, then that number explodes in, in 2026 and 2027, uh, where he's currently scheduled to make $74.65 million against the cap. Now, obviously, uh, that sounds insane now. Uh, but so did a quarterback making, you know, $55 million a year, you know, five years ago. So, you know, we'll see kind of where we're at in, in 2026. So, uh, you know, but, but that has really been kind of interesting to me because, you know, you look at that, there's two void years at the end of it. Um, you know, you're talking about two cap numbers that, that frankly aren't terrible for Baltimore. And, and if you really want to extend it, probably three. Uh, you know, 22 is not bad. It's certainly not bad. I think that that's probably still kind of underpaying what he is, uh, what he's worth against the cap, then 32, then 43. I just think that, you know, one of the things you could take from that if you're the Bengals is, you know, I've made this point on this podcast before. There are a lot of, oh, well, Joe Burrows, of course he's going to take less because Joe Burrow wants to win. Well, Joe Burrow's not going to take $6 million less. And that means that T Higgins is coming back. Like that's not the way that works, but if you structure it like kind of Philly and Baltimore have done, where you just kind of say that's future Cincinnati Bengals problems, like that's that's not our concern right now. I think that there's a way to kind of fit some of the guys that you want to fit in, like a T. Higgins, like a Logan Wilson, if the cap numbers in the first few years are not uh, are not egregious. Yeah, to me, it's the length of the deal. You know, I think he he was going for something shorter, if I'm not mistaken, or that's what he kind of wanted to, to have another bite at the apple. Um, but it sounds, you know, with Hertz and now Jackson, uh, you know, pretty standard that these, you know, the, the shortest the teams are trying to go are it's five years, you know, to make it longer to spread out those cap hits and, and to make it. Um, so you have some stability that you don't have to worry about it every couple of years. So I think it'd be hard now for, you know, uh, Burrow to ask for something shorter, um, which is good news. I, I think you want to go as long as you can uh, for these teams. So, you know, with both of these guys getting five years deals and sort of setting the market, um, I, I think that's a good thing for, for the Bengals in particular. So what you're saying is the Bengals shouldn't do the Jackson model, or the Hertz model, but do more like the Mahomes model where it's spread out over a decade. Well, I think ideally that's what you'd want, so you don't have to worry about it for the next decade. Um, but I'm saying at a minimum, five years is a pretty good length, uh, so you don't have to do it every you know three years or four years or worry about it like that. So um, you've got some time now to sort of build your roster and figure things out. So five is the minimum. I mean, yeah, I think that's a – that's a decent number. I mean, but the more you could push it, the better for the organization, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's sort of the unanimous consensus that a lot of people would agree with is, you know, whether you do five, seven, eight, ten years, like whatever you do in that range, five is the minimum. Jalen and Lamar, I think, sort of set that standard because, like you said, let's say they both got four-year extensions rather than, you know, five or above. Then it's like, okay – if you're going to still pay like Burrow that 51, 52, 53 and above per year, I mean, you can do it, 
but you can almost guarantee yourself that you're not going to keep T. Higgins because that's a large cash flow to where you could say, oh, we're going to pay bro this much and still find a way to squeeze in T. I mean, even at that point, I mean, well, you, you keep Jamar, but then you got to like think about, okay, well, we have to pay Jamar a lot too. Like that makes you sweat maybe a tiny bit. So you're not sweating as much now that you have a higher ceiling in terms of how high you can go or I guess what's the base minimum you could do for years. But to your point, though, Mike, people might look at the Mahomes deal and say, you know, what he did was kind of rare. It was just something that he wanted and the team wanted. Like, do do you think maybe Mahomes is more of the exception? Like, do you think it might be kind of tricky for the Bengals to pull off something like that? Well, I mean, it depends how amenable Joe Burrow is, really. I mean, or... Um, you know, they've done it before. They, you know, they locked up Carson Palmer to essentially a nine year deal where they tacked on a bunch of years to his, his, his existing contract. Um, so it's not out of the realm. Um, it's just a matter of what these agents and, uh, what the player wants. Um, you know, Mahomes was okay with it. I mean, he became identified with Kansas City with that early success. Um, you know, he wanted to kind of make his mark. Uh, I think, you know, Joe Burrow would be well-placed to do that as well. Um, you know, the organization's shown that they're trying to build around him and are serious about um, giving him everything at his disposal to win games. Um, so, you know, I don't think it'd be the wrong move for either either party because I think you want um, to try to, you know, we've talked about him possibly taking less or whatever, but if that's the way to help and try to, you know, create stability, I don't think that's the wrong thing. From the opposite perspective, you know, it's not a good thing because, you know, you want – another contract to sort of once, once the market keeps going up to try to, you know, capitalize on that. But, um, you know, there is something to be said for stability. Do, do you agree with, with that, Andrew? Do you think that like uh, the Bengals based on their previous trends with Palmer and even Andy Dalton and what Mahomes did, do you think that Joe Burrow will be kind of amendable to something like that? And, to, and you're saying like, you know, in terms of a long-term deal, Right, versus like a five, six year deal like uh Hertz and uh I lost what I thought Hertz and uh like Lamar Jackson and those guys. Well I think, you know, truthfully I'm not sure it really matters. Um, you know, I think there was a report the other day that uh, you know, the you know well so for here, so first off, I mean everybody kinda talked about Deshaun Watson being this massive deal that oh wow, you know, this is huge, blah blah blah. Well, I mean, they've already restructured that. Like they're already, they're, they're already kind of working on deals like that. Like deals can get restructured and and extended and all that. So I'm not sure it really matters because I mean, you know, Mahomes' contract was already restructured. You know, there was, I think a report the other day that he was, uh, you know, there was another one that he was going to extend or they were going to redo it. So, you know, he becomes the highest paid quarterback in the league. Like, I, I, I'm not sure that it's particularly different just because, you know, this, it's, it's not something that you like, you set, you sign and you set aside and then, okay, well now it's over. Like, no, if, I mean, if, if you sign that deal and in three or four years, Joe Burrow says, I want to talk again, you're going back to the negotiating table. And so to kind of add to Mike's point, so you mentioned the Carson Palmer extension that was nine years with Andy Dalton. It was kind of similar. It was a six year extension um, that he inked before the 2014 season, which was you know, it was his fourth season, so the last year on his rookie deal, it was worth one fifteen million, which at the time was pretty good. Today, you'd think that's chump change, but you know that was basically well almost a decade ago. So the Bengals haven't shied away from locking up quarterbacks, and they haven't shied away from doing it long term. I think that would be the best case for the Bengals because think about this too. The good thing with the Mahomes deal is because you're kind of spreading out that cash flow. 
it makes it easier to keep a lot of your key pieces they have. Like you still got Travis Kelsey locked down. You still got Chris Jones. Like that, you know. And obviously they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore, and he went and got paid in Miami. But beyond that, you still have a lot of your Pro Bowl, All Pro playmakers, and you're making room for other newer, younger guys uh, to come in and basically do the same thing. Um, so I think that's where if you talk about wanting to keep uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins and or Logan Wilson, because obviously. I say and or because it's tough to say if you can keep all those guys and for how much. But if you want to go that route and, and you spread out the cap hit, similar to like what Andrew said about Lamar's deal, which, you know, if you look at it from spot track, like he described, it makes sense. And if you spread that out in an even longer span of time, then it only allows the cap space to breathe even more and to allow other guys to kind of get what's there. So, um, you know, I think that could work out. Obviously, that's a discussion for Duke Tobin, Katie Blackburn, and uh, – Joe Burrow's agent at the end of the day. But I want to kind of look at sort of the guaranteed money because I wonder if there's a floor that's been kind of set here. So you look at Lamar's guaranteed at signing, which was 135. You compare that to Jalen Hurts. At signing, he was guaranteed 110. Allen, Josh Allen, I should say, from the Buffalo Bills, 100 million. And then I'll get to Mahomes in a second because his is kind of exceptional. But like when you look at those sort of amounts of money guaranteed at signing, like does that kind of determine, okay, Burrow's going to get anywhere from 100 to 135 at signing. Does, is there really a correlation there, or do you think there's no impact when it comes to the, the guarantees? Well, I think, he, I mean, I mean, you've kind of seen this trend happen where, you know, a quarterback's going to make, you know, more guaranteed money than, uh, you know, than, than the last guy that signed. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Joe Burrow comes in at, you know, 200 million guaranteed or 190 guaranteed or whatever total guaranteed. Cause that's more than Lamar. And, you know, in terms of fully guaranteed, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he makes 150 because Lamar got a 135. It's just kind of the way things work here. That's uh, you know, the, the latest guy to sign is going to be the, uh, the richest guy. So uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, you know, I think it's fair to say he's going to make more than Lamar for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just the next guy that's, uh, that's the late, you know, the, so the, all these guys are going to be the highest paid player in the league until the next guy. So, yeah. Here's what's interesting, though. The reason why I wanted to hold off on Mahomes for a second is because he was only guaranteed 63 at signing. Now, overall, he was guaranteed 141, like total, but at signing, he only got about half of that, which, again, makes sense because that allows them to sort of spread it out over that span. These guys I mentioned have five, six-year deals. Allen's on a six-year deal. The other two are on five-year deals. So that's where you kind of have to compact that more at signing. But, again, I wonder, though, if Burrow does, like, the nine, ten-year route. I mean, he won't get 63. He'll get more than that because the market's still getting reset. But I just don't know if it'll go high enough to where, like, he's getting Hurts guaranteed at signing or Jackson guaranteed at signing. Doesn't affect the total guarantee, just what he gets when he puts the pen to paper. Um, but – before we go to break, and I don't know if this will open up a, a debate or a short worded answer, but did Lamar get overpaid? Like, do, do you guys think what he got was fair? Do you think it was unfair? Like, I mean, did he get what he deserved? I think so. Um, you know, you need a quarterback to win. I think kind of what happened and, you know, obviously we don't cover the team. We're not, you know, kind of involved in those day-to-day conversations. But, you know, I think kind of you, you look at what happened and Lamar – wanted you know to be paid like uh an elite quarterback and it, it seemed like the ravens were hesitant to do that i think the jalen hurts contract might have changed some things changed some opinions there where you know they kind of looked at it and said okay the longer we wait you know th- this is just going to get more difficult for us so yeah I, I mean i think he i think he got uh you know what what you would consider to be fair 
Um, you know, you, you look at kind of how the, the contract is going to break down for the next three years. Um, you know, there would be a lot of dead money uh, going into 2026, um, you know, if they decide to, to move on from him or something like that. But um, yeah, you know, I just think that uh, you need a quarterback to win and, and he gives you something that no other quarterback in the league can give you. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league or even the best quarterback in his own division because I think that's Burrow. But yeah, I think uh, I think he got what he was worth. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's coming off two years where he wasn't as good, you know, than he that he was in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, or as effective. Um, You know, some of that had to do with the roster around him. Some of that had to do with his health. Um, You know, maybe that contract also contributes to that. Just bothered him not having that security. So maybe he's able to sort of um, rekindle that magic. But um, you know, he's going to have a much worse roster than he did, you know, three years ago as well. So. Um, you better hope he's the answer because now you are giving him, you know, the uh, all the money in the world, and so he's got to do it. And if he can't, has to do it by himself, he's got to do it. Uh, it's going to be hard, though. Fingers crossed. And also, I, I think it kind of makes sense because, like, I mean, I could see why they brought in OBJ for just a year, which, again, notwithstanding the fact that he has a you know, multiple injuries and just came off a torn ACL. I could see where it's like, okay, you know, we're going to pay Lamar all this money. So, you know, we're going to keep OBJ for a year, see how he does. Cause like if OBJ like blows people's minds and just has a great year and his deal is up, I mean, they're not going to keep him because I mean, Lamar's getting paid. Like, I don't know how you can have the cap space for someone like that. So I could see where like, they didn't just do it to lure him back, but they said, okay, we'll, we'll bring you this guy for a year, but we probably can't pay him after the fact because he's going to be expensive and I think he was already expensive for the year they got him but interesting observation there speaking of cap space but uh, an interesting conversation about Burrow's contract we're not having uh, might shock you and we're going to have that conversation when we return on the Strictly Stripes podcast alright thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast before we continue talking about Joe Burrow's pending contract extension we want to remind you guys to sign up for our Strictly Stripes newsletter the best Cincinnati Bengals newsletter you get in your inbox every morning for free. Not everything is free in this world, but some things are, and this is one of them. All you got to do is go to cleveland.com slash newsletters, select the Strictly Stripes newsletter, sign up. takes nothing more than a minute, and you get it in your inbox every morning. So make sure you sign up. So we, we focused a lot on Lamar Jackson, his deal, what that determines not just for the market, but for Joe Burrow's deal, which is still a work in progress. Here's something I was thinking about, though, and uh, I know Mike Florio from uh, NBC Sports kind of talked about this talked about this and it got me thinking and he believes that it's not going to be Joe Burrow who's the king of the hill it's not going to be Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert who's going to be the highest paid guy uh, in 2023 he thinks it's going to be Patrick Mahomes now you might be thinking wait Mahomes is already on like a 10-year deal he's making 45 million a year but if you think about it I mean Lamar's making 52 a year and then if you think about how much Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert are going to make he could be 10 million dollars a year behind them and you're talking about a guy who I think we could agree to an extent is the best player in the game. So do you imagine a world where like Patrick Mahomes and his agent and the chiefs are just sitting watching everything unfold only to come out and say, all right, we're going to add some, some years and money onto Mahomes' deal. And he is going to be the top dog, not literally, but figuratively. Could you imagine a situation like that? I mean, I, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah, at some point maybe he gets more money. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. That he a needs it, and b um, you know necessarily that's a driving force and sort of 
how he's approached things. I mean, he signed a 10 day, 10 year deal for a reason. He knew at some point, like, you know, guys were going to keep surpassing him. So, um, you know, I, I just don't see it. I mean, uh, you know, being it like uh, a huge deal, to be honest, I mean, they just won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I think he really wants to sort of be in that Tom Brady discussion, uh, with rings. Um, you know, and so he needs, uh, obviously a couple more. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you attest to that, Andrew, or do you think there's a different way to look at that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily buy into the whole, you know, oh, everybody, you know, they're like, obviously players are concerned about their legacies, especially players like Patrick Mahomes, who, I mean, you, you could make a case like if he retired today is a Hall of Famer. Um, and actually, I think he is a Hall of Famer if he retired today. Uh, it's just, you know, you, I don't know, like th- these guys are so you know, so competitive and everybody says, oh, well, that means that they're going to give up millions of dollars because they want to win or they're, you know, they're okay with not being the highest paid player in the sport. Well, okay. Well, I mean, some of these guys, like, especially Patrick Mahomes, who, you know, has, you know, financial interest in the Kansas City Royals, like, you know, this is a guy who, you know, I mean, everybody loves more money. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody wants more money. And, you know, if um, he cared about money, he wouldn't be investing in the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a fair, that's a fair point. I'll give you that. Baseball. Yeah, that's a great investment. Oh, and, and the MLS team that they have. I forget the name of it, but he's also investing in that, apparently. Sure. So like, I, that's another. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, again, I just think with. Ironically, the headline on MLB, on ESPN's MLB page, is the year of the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad teams, and and the picture is a Kansas City player diving and missing a ball. So yeah, the Royals and the the Royals <laughs> and the A's are abysmal this year. Um, they're God, they're so bad. Um, but yeah, I, again, I just think that you know, kind of going back to it, like I, I don't think it particularly matters in that way, just because I think a lot of these guys kind of have the mentality of you know, hey. Who cares? Uh, like, I understand, you know, they want to build the best team around me, but I'm Patrick Mahomes or I'm Joe Burrow or I'm Jalen Hurt, whoever. Roll the ball out and I'll go beat whoever I have to beat. Like, I, I just think that, you know, people kind of have the competitiveness. They just look at it the wrong way and just, you know, a lot of these guys are so competitive. They're thinking, I can do this. Like, I just watched, I just, I mean, we all just watched, not just me, we all just watched Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl on like one and a quarter ankles. Like he, he won that game where they, I think like 50% of their plays or something ridiculous were first downs. And like, besides Travis Kelsey, like how many guys on that team? Like, I mean, Sky Moore had his first ever touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like th- that was just a roster that Darius wasn't. Darius Tony had the longest punt return ever in a Super well, Bowl. Well, that's not, I mean, that's, that wasn't Mahomes, but I guess my right, point but is it's just like, to show you like they just had random guys doing crazy well, things. That, well, you can do that on offense when you have a Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes knows that. So I'm not sure it necessarily always plays out like, you know, a guy like Tom Brady, because everybody always says like, you know, oh, well, Tom Brady took less. Well, yeah, the reason Tom Brady took less was obviously because he wanted to win, but also because, you know, his then wife at the time was making $100 million a year. Like, he wasn't exactly, you know, uh, he wasn't exactly, like, strapped for cash at that point. Well, apparently now he, he's not doing that deal with Fox Sports. I think I saw that he turned down the offer that he initially accepted, which would have paid him more than, like, what he made in 23 years combined as an NFL quarterback, but... I mean, I that kind of like proves the point. I don't think that's official. I think that there's rumors. I should say there's rumors that he's considering 
turning it down. Thank you for the clarification. It was something I saw on Twitter. I mean, Tom Brady's retired. I don't follow him as closely as I used to, guys. Forgive me. Um, yeah, I mean, all that's true. I mean, talk about investing. Like, Joe Burrow's already a savvy entrepreneur. Like, he has uh, an investment in the Pro Volleyball Federation that's supposed to launch soon. I know they're launching a team in Nebraska soon that his family has a stake in with Jason Derulo, the rapper. Um, him and Blake Griffin and Sam Hubbard and a few other guys have a farm in Iowa, which I'm interested to ask Burr about that whenever we see him later in the offseason, whenever that is. I think that would actually be kind of cool to know about. Um, yeah, these guys got money, man. Like we, we could go on and on about having that much money, and we already know Mike would go to Vegas or do whatever. Andrew would live on an island, be an oil baron slash oil, whatever the word is that you guys keep debating on. But um, these guys are going to get their money. I see what Mike Florio is saying, but I somewhat disagree. I mean, you, you guys realize too, like Mahomes gets a lot of money for winning the Super Bowl. Like he got $1.25 million for winning MVP and he got the same amount for winning a Super Bowl. And I think, I think the same amount for winning an AFC championship. Like that's all. I mean, to us, it's a lot to him. It's like Trump change, but he got another $3 million just for being that good. Like he's, he's getting his payday either way. So, I don't think he cares either way, but maybe the Chiefs feel differently about it. Who knows? Just to wrap up here, a, a quick little guessing game because we have guessed and guessed and guessed this question time and time again on this podcast. But just throw me a date when you think we are going to hear about Joe Burrow officially getting ink. Just any date off the cuff or if you've already thought about it. What is the date going to be? I'm going to say July 24th. Okay. Uh, That's the start of training camp, right? Yeah, that uh, it's a Monday. I think it would be the start of the week. I just, I mean, I'm guessing with in terms of when training camp is going to start. Um, I think that that would be a, a good time. I, you know, I've kind of said on on here before. I think, you know, when you get into training camp season, you just kind of look. That's when Mahomes signed. That's when Allen signed. Like a, a lot of these guys, kind of sign as a as a precursor to the season. And I think you're going to see the same thing with Burrow. So July 24th, why not? I'll just go. I was gonna go. What is, what is the? Let's see what day this is. Hold on. Ah, oh, this man's just trying to go with the trends. This well, man's no, just I trying just want to pick like a. I'm Sunday. just messing with you. Well, oh no, no, for sure. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Monday. I'll pick the Friday before that, July twenty-first. Okay, I'm gonna pick somewhere even farther than that. I am going to do Monday. June 26th. Um, I don't think we're going to have a completely chill break between the end of workouts and training camp. I think we're going to be... Monday, June 26th? Yeah, that's a Monday. No, that is a... Or June 26th. Oh, June 26th. Sorry. June, not July. June. June 26th. I feel like we'll be sitting... No, Wednesday is June 28th. Yeah. Monday is June 26th. That's what I said. Monday, June 26th. You say... I thought you said Wednesday. No, no, no. I said I'm going to go way back from what you guys had. Way okay, back. Not, not Wednesday. You know, going farther way back. Get, get your hearing checked, Andrew. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, Monday, June 26th. I think it's just – it's it's completely random. And it makes sense because it's between the end of workouts and the beginning of training camp. And we're just going to wake up one morning and Ian Rappaport is going to drop the news and we're going to be scrambling to get everything together. And hopefully that's not the case, but – you never know. It's the NFL. You just never know. Well, stay with us because, like I said, tonight the NFL schedule drops. We're going to talk about that first thing Friday morning, so make sure you tune in for that podcast as we break down everything about the Bengals' 2023 schedule. But once again, for myself, Andrew and Mike, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. See you Friday.